want to welcome uh, Dave and Kate. I've been away past Dave and Kate. I've been up in Pakistan. How many read about Pakistan in the paper recently? It's quite regularly in the paper, isn't it, eh? And so when I've always thought about Pakistan, I've always thought terrorist bombs, unstable, stay away. And uh, we kind of think that's where probably Osama bin Laden is hiding. All the reports seem to indicate he's hiding in Pakistan on the border there somewhere. And, uh, and so when you think about this nation, you always think, notice what you always think? You always think what the news media told you. So we have an agreement about a place that affects our perceptions and heart attitude. And uh, just some time ago, um, I had an invitation to go up to uh, Pakistan and uh, I waited up and just felt in my heart that it w I should not do that. Uh, and not because of anything about Pakistan. Uh, I just had a full year, and, but I felt that I should uh, ask Dave if he would go up in my place. And so I spoke to the pastor and I said, look, uh, would you be happy if I sent my son? He'll represent me and he'll, he'll know exactly what to do. He'll be able to do what I can do up there. And uh, so I sent Dave up and then he went back. He took a team up and then he's come back and gone again. But he's gone with Kate this time and they have tremendous testimony of what God has done. So let's just hear from Dave and Kate. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love the words of that last song. It says, I give my life to one of this. What is it that we honor? That Jesus Christ gave first for us. So that not just I would become a disciple, but that it wouldn't stop just with me. But that would it go on to everyone I meet and every place I go, that we would make disciples of Jesus Christ. Do you believe it? Yes, the word says this, it says that the fields are ripe for harvest. Yeah. I want to tell you today, Pakistan is ripe. Pakistan is ripe. God is moving like I've never seen. I have never seen God move like we saw him move. I've seen it on videos, but I've never seen it myself. We saw, you know what, I'd, I'd be making it up if I could tell you exactly how many people got saved. But there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds came to Jesus Christ just while we were there. The, uh, the Miracle Crusades have about 20,000 in them. And you can't but get a heart, a compassion the, a little bit, I got a taste of a little bit of what Jesus feels for us. I, um, this is Dave's third time over in Pakistan. And the first year he went, I was really excited for him and, and just really excited. But last year when he went, he rung me one night. And um, as he cried on the phone, he talked about the, the Christians that were martyred for their faith just a couple of weeks before they were burned in their homes. And something that was in his spirit got transferred into my spirit. And so for a whole year, I have had a love for a people. I, I can't explain. It's not something that I've been able to manufacture. So it was such a privilege to better go there this year and to meet the people that God has put a love in my heart for. There is a harvest. There are, we saw miracles at the, um, almost every meeting there were miracles. Um, they'll have one meeting and the next night they'll get people that were healed in that meeting to come up and testify. We were, um, there was one woman that I prayed for. She was a really elderly lady and um, she couldn't see. And um, I prayed for her and nothing happened. And I said, that's all right, God. You're the God of the impossible. So we prayed again. When she opened her eyes, she said, it's blurry. So that's all right. We're going to pray again. Third time. It was three days. And Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Three days. So I prayed a third time. And this time, completely healed. Was that me? Nah. That's our God. That's the God that we serve. 
That's, that's our God. Yes. He's bigger than anything, anything. And uh, the, the pastor up there that David's connected with, that now we're both connected with, he's an incredible incredible man. We knew there was about 20,000 or 30,000 in the church, but after talking with him this time, we realized that he's planted home churches, 20 to 30,000 home churches. Most of them have 30 or 40 people in them, but we went to one that had 150 to 200 in it every week. Now, if you work that out, that's over three quarters of a million people each week. God is moving there. God has deposited in Dave and I such a heart to see Muslims come to Christ, to see them become disciples. Um, it's something, yeah, that, I don't know, just I'm overwhelmed with the love of God that it doesn't stop church with me. It's the cause of Christ to go out. The, the harvest is ripe. The harvest is ripe. The harvest is so ripe in that place. There were Muslims, there were women with burqas in the miracle meetings. They're coming. And I had a wrong concept of Muslims, but they are coming, and we're believing that they are coming to Christ. They are coming little by little, but they are coming to Christ. God wants all the world, not just all of us and then Muslims over here. He wants them too. Not one lost, but all saved. All saved. Great. The Bible says in, the, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14, it talks about that Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace that comes to bring down the wall of separation between us, bring down the wall of hostility between us. We're seeing in Pakistan right now that, that God is bringing down a wall um, in, in a way that is uh, it's, it's literally history-making. And uh, I just want to show you a couple of photos first, uh, and I'll just tell you about what's happening over there. This is Kate, and uh, she's... What are you doing there, Kate? I think I'm just about to sing. You're just about to sing. Kate sang, and Kate sang in front of a crowd of 20,000 people. You want to see the glory of God just so filled the place. It was completely thick, and uh, uh, the pastor could have just waved his hand, and the whole lot would have just gone under the power of God. It was, the glory was so strong. And there's Kate singing, uh, or about to sing, and um, there she is. She's singing, and there's some fellas at the front there getting, getting right into it. There's a, uh, there's a shop of the short of the crowd there, there's, there's approximately 20,000 there, they, they go right down the streets and uh, it's, a, it's a huge noise, but you can see that uh, they're just absolutely devoted to Jesus Christ and uh, here's just one lady in the middle of it standing up and um, there was a song that came out a little while ago that we used to sing, it says, I'm going to be a history maker and uh, we were singing a song just before that uh, nothing is impossible for Jesus Christ, that uh, blind eyes are open and strongholds are broken. And, uh, you know, if in this world today, you don't have to look very far to see that the world is in a grip of the fear of terrorism. And look, you, you can even go down to the hardware shop in town, and there's a little sign on there <laughs> in the uh, office uh, giving an instruction of what to do in a terrorism threat. <laughs> so everywhere you go, even in Little Hawke's Bay, Hastings, people are living under the, under the threat of terrorism and, uh, or the fear of it. And uh, unfortunately, whenever you hear the word terrorist, most of the time you hear the word Muslim uh, connected with that. And uh, right now there's like a, a wedge of, um, of separation that is coming in uh, or is trying to come in with the, with, the, uh, with the Muslim community and also the Christian world and the, and the Western world as we know it. But we know today that the Bible says that he is the Prince of Peace and will bring down that, that wall of separation. And uh, we are finding that right now. I've now got a... Um, 
I've got a very uh, close friendship now with the Grand Imam of Pakistan. Now, the Grand Imam, he is the, he is the main Muslim leader of all Pakistan. He is the, he is the chief. He is the, he's the big P. Diddy. He is the man that everyone, he, he's in charge of every uh, leader of every mosque. And uh, so I've now got a, a great friendship with him. And uh, I was just talking to a, a friend of ours on the phone that, uh, that we're working with over there. And he was saying that uh, a number of these mosque leaders, senior mosque leaders, are now actually giving their hearts to Jesus Christ. And uh, it, is, it is literally amazing now. I mean, I know you can tell you because it is actually quite sensitive because, uh, you know, if you can't just turn around and say, well, I'm a Christian, everybody. Now I'm going to shave off my beard. And t-. It just doesn't work like that. The, the place is extremely hostile. While we were there, there were four bombs went off in the city, and uh, there was a gunfight just after we left, and, and 80 people got killed in a mosque. And, and so it, 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 it's a, there's a war going on right now for that, for that part of the world. And um, I was just talking to uh, Anwar, the pastor there, and he said uh, in one of the crusades, he had a man come up to him, big man, and said that he was, um, I mean, take what you like, but he, he said, my name is Lucifer. And uh, and I want to come and speak to the uh, I want to come and speak to the pastor. I want to come and speak to Anwar. And uh, this is in the Miracle Crusade. And uh, and and the guy wouldn't, one of the guys wouldn't let him. So he just completely read his mail, just like that. All the sin in his life. And then they just, <laughs> of course, they led him forward. He came up to Anwar. And he said, "My name is Lucifer," and, uh, and 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 said a few things. He said. My stronghold is in the Northern Territory of Pakistan, and it is my purpose to destroy this nation, and you can't stop me. And uh, <laughs> isn't that exciting? <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, anyway, Anwar just said, uh, I'm going to come against you in the name of Jesus Christ. And uh, the, the guy just left. But I want to tell you right now that even though there's a strong opposition, that the miracle power, that, that people are being saved, not just um, poor people, but Muslim leaders, people that, uh, the heads of the, the, the Sunni Muslims and also the head of the, the Shiite Muslims. And also, they're even opening the way now for us to get into some of the Muslim schools to, to, bring, to preach Jesus Christ. How about that? How about that? How about that? And um, so one of the, the first purpose of this trip was to, to go there and, and, and just to take Kate there and to preach the gospel, obviously. But the, the second purpose of the trip is, uh, is, is about connection. And um, like I said, the Bible says bringing down the wall of separation, the separation between Muslims and, and, uh, and, and Christians. And there's a, there's a great message out at the moment called the cultural mandate, which is about, about Christians standing up and getting to every sector of society, the business, the education, the government, the arts, the, the different parts of the community. But actually, there's another part of the community that is, sort of, seems to be put in the hard basket, and that's the, that's the Muslim community. And God loves them just as much as you and I. And, uh, and uh, so I believe in the power of connection. Uh, the, body, it, 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 Jesus, the family of God is all about connection. It's about a transfer of life from one to another. It's about connection. It's not just about information or having a good time. It's about connection. A lot of things can happen in connection. And um, what happened there was a, uh, we went to a conference, the Asia conference, and I asked the Grand Imam of, of Pakistan if he wanted to come with me. And uh, he agreed. He said, I'd love to come. And uh, so we had the opportunity of, of bringing him to, uh, to Pakistan, uh, bringing the Grand Imam of Pakistan to, to Singapore. And... Uh, uh, there was four main speakers at this conference. First one was Dr. Yongi Cho. Now, Dr. J- Dr. Yongi Cho, he's got the largest church in the world. He's got, 
just in just as his own base alone, there was uh, just over 800,000 that come every week. And uh, out of his church, he's planted a, a number of churches, all with in their hundreds of thousands now. He's got the largest Protestant Christian church in the world. Incredible man of God. He requested, he sent an email via City Harvest to us asking if he could meet the grand imam. Not only was him, but there was... Um, there was Reinhard Bonnke. For those of you that don't know Reinhard Bonnke, he's one of the greatest evangelists in the world today. In the last 10 years, he's recorded, recorded on document recorded, 55 million souls saved in the last 10 years. Not only that, we have Pastor Kong, he is, who's also building one of the largest churches in the world uh, in Singapore right now, and uh, also A.R. Bernard. Now, A.R. Bernard's got the, the uh, largest church in New York. He's, he's friends with Hillary Clinton. He's friends with Michael Bloomberg, the mayor of New York. He's got Denzel Washington in his church. He's, he's on the head of the Economic Development Board. He's got one of the most powerful, uh, influential churches in the States today. And so what happened, we were able to basically make history by connecting with a grand imam uh, with some of these places. So here's the uh, grand imam. We're having breakfast together with, uh, with Reinhard Bonnke. That has never, ever been done before. Grand Imam on the left there, and that's Reinhard Bonke, and uh, that's Pastor Emwar Fazal. Uh, and here we have, we're just presenting a, an award to, to Dr. Bonke there, and uh, you can see there's no hostility there. There's a, there's a lot of love being shown there. <laughs> and uh, so that's a very, very cool thing. For those of you that are uh, a fan of Reinhard Bonke and also got China in your heart, um, Reinhard Bonke is actually now handed over his ministry, his African ministry, to a young guy of 28 years of age. And uh, now Reinhard Bonke, at 70 years of age, is going to start to focus on China and has already got crusades lined up for China. Come on, give Jesus a shout of praise. This again is making history. You're seeing it right now. This has never happened before as far as we know. This is um, uh, Dr. Dr. Yongi Cho on the left here. And uh, he's just been presented a a gift from... um, the Grand Imam, that's him there. And uh, this one here, the other Chinese fella is uh, Dr. Paul Kim. He's a billionaire businessman who's also the head of, uh, what's he the head of? Church Growth International, which is the network that Dr. Cho has got on. So this here is an extremely um, uh, historic occasion happening right now. Never happened before. And here we have it right now. This is um, uh, Dr., uh, Dr. Kim. Dr. Dr. Cho, Dr. Kim again, and uh, the Grand Imam and Amwa all together in prayer, uh, believing for pa- the nation of Pakistan to be saved. So here you have the... How about that? Come on, you can give Jesus a shout of praise. This is history in the making, friends. You, it, is, it is not just by chance that you can have the head of the Muslim leader of one of the most powerful Muslim nations of the world connecting like this with the, the head of the, the, the largest Christian church in the world. Not only that, they're praying together. <laughs> and here's um, areas with uh, uh, Dr. Kong. This is all happening within a period of hours. So this is literally historical and uh, quite, a, quite a significant event. And uh, so Dr. Kong here, he hosted the conference. And uh, there's another gift going past there. And this is Dr. A.R. Bernard. Again, got the largest church in um, New York, one of the most powerful churches in, in the U.S. of A. And uh, uh, obviously there's a little bit of tension between the U.S. and the, uh, and the, and the Muslim world at, the, at, at this point. 
But uh, I believe this is a, a powerful statement, a powerful uh, statement into the spirit world and saying, we as Christians, we're going to stand together and we're going to build a bridge. We're going to bring down the wall of hostility. The Bible says, and uh, Jesus says in, in, in Matthew, he says, uh, blessed are the peacemakers for they are the sons of God. Blessed are those of the peacemakers for they should be called sons of God. And uh, so this is a, an incredibly historic event that has just happened right now. And I just want to thank all of you. That, there's some of you that gave financially to make this happen. For those of you that prayed, for those of you that even just gave us a thought, we just want to thank you so much. And uh, uh, it, there, was a, <laughs> there was a lot of opposition that, uh, that, that tried to uh, hinder this. Uh, there was sabotage in the visas, and praise God, we, we just managed to just get them through at the last minute, and uh, it literally just came together at the last minute. And uh, so we're believing that out of this connection, that God is going to continue to bring such a powerful uh, revival into this part of the world. Um, so we, uh, I've, I've been invited to go back in, uh, in about four weeks' time to, to meet with the Prime Minister of, of Pakistan, and also to be able to meet with the, the uh, different national ambassadors, and, uh, and also be able to go into some of these mosques and, and whatnot, and and talk about Jesus. So, how about that? <laughs> Unbelievable. Come on, it's history in the making. Come on. And um, we won't want to keep you much longer, but, um, but God spoke to us last year, and um, I'm a bay boy through and through. And uh, I've been raised in Hastings, I've, I've, I've never left the bay, but um, God has spoken to us to, to pack up our bags at the end of this year and to, to shift to Pakistan. And so, um, God has given us tremendous favour. Um, there's a most of you have heard this saying, uh, talked about a window of opportunity. Every window of opportunity has a, or every opportunity of a lifetime has a, has a window of, the opportunity has a, a lifetime in itself where it has to be taken. And uh, so I believe that right now God has wanted to shift something in the world. God has wanted to shift something in Pakistan. God has wanted to shift something in that part of the world. And um, uh, God has clearly spoken to us uh, a number of times that we need to uh, go and to take our family into that part of the world. And uh, so we'll be going there for a period of starting of six months and probably extending out to a, to a year, and we'll see what happens after that. But um, I've been asked to basically uh, run a, a, a satellite TV station that will be broadcast to 63 nations. So we'll be able to preach the gospel to 63 nations. It will also be able to come down to here. And uh, so we want to take the gospel right up into the Taliban, right up into Afghanistan, right through India, right through the whole of Asia. <laughs> How about that? Woo! So we've got connections right into the top government level. We've got connections right into the society. And uh, not only that, we, we're believing to, to, to start up businesses, to, um, to release uh, financial blessing and provide jobs for people and and uh, there's, a, there's a, so many different things. Amar's vision is to believe for um, a thousand buses and build a hundred thousand seater order, uh, stadium one day to be able to uh, cater for the people that are coming to Christ. Um, just, uh, we knew that um, before this trip, we knew it was pretty sure we were going. We'd submitted our words to the oversight and, uh, and just submitted to God. And God said, just keep your hands open. And 
It's been amazing to see the way God has gone before us. We have not had to push one door open. And they have flung wide before us, before David. And um, we are just we are just so excited. Um, we knew that coming back, the first person we wanted to tell was Georgia. And I thought, oh, Lord, I'm a mum. <laughs> Come on, Maddie. <laughs> and um, the first one we wanted to tell was Georgia. And we thought, oh, God, pave the way for us. And um, Dave and I took Georgia out specially. And uh, we said to her, Georgia, you've done a great job while we've been away looking after Maddie, but God doesn't want us just to go by ourselves anymore. God wants to take us as a family. And Georgia's first response was, really? Does that mean I get to be a missionary too? So, so we've got a missionary family, and uh, we're believing as a family that God will, God will shut the doors that are not for us, but God is flinging wide yeah. doors. Doors just... It's humbling, just the influence, particularly that David has, um, with Pakistan and with um, actually all the main men of God at that conference. In the end, some of them were requesting meetings um, because they could feel something was different about having some a Muslim, a main Muslim leader there. So they were requesting meetings uh, with David. Some were a little bit nervous. But so we thank you for your prayers. We thank you for, like Dave said, if you just gave us a thought while we were away. And so probably the date's not confirmed that we'll leave, but it'll, it's looking like um, the end of this year that we'll go, so about six months' time. So thank you very much. The harvest is ripe. The harvest is ripe. In Jesus' name. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Wonderful Jesus, opportunity to make history. I just want to encourage you with this, that, um, that we're all believing for revival to come to our nations and things like that. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's, it's not going to come by selling a brand of church. It, uh, the key that's opening up the hearts of the Muslims is this. Uh, simply by building a bridge. And uh, actually, the, the, uh, the Quran says that in order to be a Muslim, you must first be a believer in Jesus Christ. So there is your inroad in. And, uh, and, so, and also, that the, the, the church growth is not by flashy lights or anything like that. These are all good. But actually, it's about sharing one to another. It's about releasing the miracle power. And it's uh, entirely built on home churches and uh, connecting with people with people. And as, as a result... Uh, three quarters of a million people reached in under 10 years. How about that? Imagine what God could do in our nation. Amen? Wonderful. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Let's give Jesus a clap, shall we? And uh, wonderful Lord. So it's an opportunity for history is being made. And uh, Dave, you're doing it. Oh, I'm just so proud of you. Fantastic. Very good. It was Dave's idea to extend an invitation to Pastor Anwar and the Grand Imam and his wife to come down, and uh, the church paid for them. We've, uh, out of our missions, we have funded them to come down, and uh, we've hosted uh, in that way this meeting of leaders, top world leaders, and uh, Dave's a vital part of it. So you find in many of the pictures, you'll see Dave just, he's in there with all these great guys, and, uh, and people have been coming to him and saying, how do we get this kind of connection? How do we make this kind of thing? And so over the next uh, season, 
uh, he will have, Dave and Kate will have the opportunity to touch the lives of millions and millions of people. They'll be able to preach. They'll be able to proclaim the gospel. They'll be in charge of a, 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 a TV station that will reach right around that whole region. Uh, it's just absolutely unbelievable. Unbelievable. And Pakistan is the key doorway right through to the Arab nations. And so this is, that's why there's such a conflict around it. This is an amazing, amazing opportunity. So just, it's going to be fantastic. So you'll hear more about it. We'll do a presentation of it later on in the year. I was reading scripture this morning. I mean, we had a scripture a couple of years ago that said, uh, extend the borders of your tent and enlarge the place of your habitation. If you just read what God will do after that, he says, your seed shall inherit the Gentiles. And if you have a look, since that time we first got that scripture, Andy's gone up, Andy and Janina gone up to America to set up a dream center that's touching thousands of people. Doug has gone up, Doug and Kalinda gone up to China to work in the underground church to uh, establish a whole range of things there in terms of training and developing leaders. Now Dave and Kate going up to Pakistan and millions will be touched. Absolutely amazing what God has done. So we have, and of course, it's unsettling, but the other side of it is you realize that for everyone that we release, then God adds many, many more in. And it's just the principle of sowing in the kingdom, but it's a, always an upheaval, a very, very uh, big upheaval for us, of course, and uh, just, just we've had to wrestle with the whole thing about family going up there, <clears throat> but it's just part of it. We, the thing is, I know God's on it. God's on it. It's all good. Amen. We're going to pray for a couple of people today, and uh, I want to pray for Bex. Bex is... Uh, been working with us for years, and Bex, uh, just, uh, she's been working as a nurse, but you're working in the music team, working in the worship, you're working in you, she worked out behind the scenes, so although you've seen Anna out the front, Bex has been close behind, doing a tremendous amount of work, uh, administrating, organizing, so many different ways, and uh, we just want to uh, just bless Bex, she's going up into uh, uh, England, she's going to be living up there, working up there, expanding her work experience, uh, some situations she thought to work through here didn't work, and uh, she's felt this is my chance to do something I've always wanted to do. So we just behind you fully and bless you, and uh, we love you. You'll always be a part of here. It'll always be your home, and we hope God will bring you back here. But whatever happens, we just want to be behind you. So I want to just pray for you and just thank and appreciate you. Come on over there. Just come on up to the front. Come on, let's give her a clap. <laughs> love you, Bex. <laughs> love you. This means such a blessing. Bex, just as labored secretly and quietly and done so much behind the scenes and uh and uh, yes i gave her a gift and appreciate her but we want to just lay hands on her and bless her and release her so let's just reach your hands out now and uh that's right just come dave that's right praise the lord let's reach your hands out to her wonderful person father we just thank you we thank you for back we thank you lord for all that she has given pouring out of her life uh, lord making time available taking time off work to invest in youth Lord, uh, serving quietly behind the scenes, passionately, diligently, and in such a dedicated way. We just honor her love for you, her love and for the church, her love for the house of God, love for youth, and her passion to serve you. Father, right now, as we just give you thanks and give you honor for all that she has done. Now, Father, we lay hands and, and we bless her and release her. We release her into your kingdom. We release her to the work of God. We release her to her vision of her heart. We release her, Lord, to be expanded and to grow. We release her, Lord, to fulfill things that you put in her heart to fulfill. Father, we bless her and thank you for back and Father, we just pray your hand to be upon her, connect her into a great church, connect her to great believers, and fulfill the dreams of her heart in Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. Thank you, Lord. Wonderful Jesus. Wonderful Jesus.
I just get the scripture, it says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and um, in the path it goes brighter and brighter as he walks in the ways of God. So Father, I thank you. God has big to set her heart and, her, and made, her, made her home and her secret place in you. God, that you release an increase of blessing, God, over her life. And I see generational blessing coming upon your life. Even if you made your home and your dreams in Him, that the very dreams of your heart that He's going to um, He's going to bring to life, the very secret places that He's going to reveal to you, and He's going to bring such blessing out of your life. So, Father, we speak blessing over her today, in every area, God, in every place, God that that is known or unknown, God in the secret places, God, we decree the workings of God and the blessings of God to flow today, generational blessing in Jesus' name. Let your anointing rest upon her, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord. We love you. <laughs> we love you, you're precious. Bless you. You want to say anything? Can you say something? Yep. Wow. <laughs> Anna reckons I should tell a joke. <laughs> Maybe I will. But um, wow, like I got saved into Bay City ten years ago and like I think what better church could I have been saved into? Like I don't know, like where can you get to know God better? Like, we so know God here. We've got such, what a privilege. Like, how many people really, like, you've got such, an, we've got such an opportunity to really encounter Jesus and, and like Kate said, take him out to the world. And, yeah. and like, I know that England and the UK is a bit dry, like, for the Holy Ghost. And I just want to, like, really bring something from here, over there, that will just impact everyone's lives that I meet. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Wonderful. Wonderful. We love you, dear. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you. And uh, we want to pray for Lisa Curran. I wonder if Mark could come up, Mark Fox and uh, Lisa. Now, Lisa has been here for many, many years, and, uh, she has, but she's been on a journey of preparation. And uh, her journey of preparation has gone through many years. She was here serving in the youth. Uh, there was a time when the only young adults we had was Janine Mason and Lisa Curran. And, and Kate, I think that was, that's right. It was, it was a very sad day in that day, just two. We had to believe we'd have a lot more. And, uh, but she worked and served uh, quietly in the, in, well, not quietly, actually. She was always noisy and joker and all kinds of mischief. In fact, if there's a mischievous girl, it was Lisa. And uh, her and, her and Janine together made just great trouble all the time. But it was fun. And uh, anyway, she went up to Roberts Leighton Bible School and trained there and had some time up there. And she served in the church uh, voluntarily for quite some period of time, came back to Auckland. But she's had a dream in her heart for many years of flying and serving God through flying. And so she came back here and she's laid low. She's been in the church and uh, just uh, drawing and being revived. But in the meantime, she's been training. And uh, she's uh, poured her money, her financial investment into developing her skill so she could fulfill a call. And now she's going to go through Missions Aviation Fellowship into uh, Australia, to the Northern Territory, where she'll be flying and taking missionaries to the outback, to places no one can go. And possibly it will open up to the area of New Guinea, where she can go there. It's quite a dangerous place. But uh, she's, she's sowing this next season of her life 
to advance the gospel in other nations. So we thank God for those who've come from Australia here. Now we're going to send someone back to Australia as a missionary. So this is fantastic. And so we really honor you that you've never let go your dream and you're willing in this stage in your life to let go all comfort and security and to pursue the dream. And I know that's a challenge. And I just admire and honor your courage and willingness to step out, pour your financial resources where your heart and your faith is, and now let go of what you've got hold of that supports you and go out into the world to do something to advance the gospel. I really honor you as a woman of God. And uh, you haven't had a high profile, but you've been doing things with God behind the scenes. And now is your time. Now is your time when you'll have a, a great season of doing things that no one else could do. It couldn't happen. You know, there's only four get chosen in New Zealand for this, probably annually, and she's one of them. And uh, so we just want to honor you today. And we say we love you. We really love you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Ian, like to come up. Ian, Ian and Kay have had her boarding with them and uh, for a long time. And so they'll say something. Mark, that's Ian, and that's Kay. This is Lisa. There you go. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we've known Lisa for quite some time, and, and watching Mark, Lisa kind of grow into who she's become as a woman of God and a young woman that um, uh, is in her prime, really, and from this point being able to kind of step out and make a conscious choice to lay her life down and to serve God in this way. And so... When, um, when she first kind of came and voiced it with us, it was like, oh, Lord Jesus, this is the dream. But there's always a price to pay for a dream. And we know that, that Lisa's paid a price for the dream. And so today, as, as Kay and I want to come and stand with her, it's with sadness, but with joy. Yeah. That um, we, don't, we don't release you from the house, but we commission you. Yes. As, as elders and as, as oversight of the church life, we commission you to do a work of God. And um, in, in, in coming here this morning, um, the Lord's laid a word on my heart for you. And it's, 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 it's basically the Lord spoke to me this, that in heaven, there is a memorial stone laid up for you, Lisa, where your feet tread is going to become holy ground. And there's going to be many, many people that are going to be astonished at the miracles that God is going to perform through and around your life, that there's going to be supernatural provision given and coming to you and laid at your feet to supply your need in that area. And the Lord says, don't be afraid as you've set your heart and as you've opened your heart as a door into that arena of the kingdom that God's going to bless you beyond your wildest imaginations. And as you've flown and as you fly in the natural world, so you're going to find God's going to engage you in the kingdom realm and you will go and experience things that no other person will ever experience and they're going to be your secrets with God. And so he's got a very special place for you and there is a stone that God has set up in the realm of the kingdom that has your name on it. And, and, and the, you know, in, in the Bible, it talks about Joshua who went to the wilderness and set up a stone in the wilderness. That stone's name was Ebenezer. And the word Ebenezer means a stone of help. And you're going to become an Ebenezer, a stone of help to the Mission Aviation Fellowship. Mm. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yeah, it's a real privilege to be here today. And I want to thank you, Mike, for the opportunity. And it's, it is exciting to come and and pray with Lisa and with you, see her go to serve the Lord overseas. 
And uh, we're very excited from Mission Aviation Fellowship to have Lisa. She's a very skilled pilot and well prepared for the work that she's going to do. I'd like you to pray for her over the, later this month. She's going to Australia, Melbourne, and then Cairns, and then inland from Cairns to do um, a couple of months worth of training. She's got to get herself through that, and then off to right up the top of Australia, an Arnhem land it's called, flying among the Aboriginal communities. It's very isolated, very. It's not typical Australia at all up there. In fact, it's kind of third world, actually, because MAF fly in remote developing communities and countries around the world. And uh, Lisa will have influence and significant influence uh, working up there. Pray for God to supply her needs and also pray for safety and decision-making in her flying, particularly when it gets to that, that build-up and wet season. Uh, it's early in the new year of Christmas, you know, through to May, and a lot of flying among wet uh, uh, rain, uh, obviously wet rain, but a lot of, um, a, a of the build-up and, and the thunderstorms that are around and requires important decisions that Lisa will have to uh, make. It's all visual type of flying, uh, but also pray for her influence as, uh, as she is salt and light in that environment, as she brings Jesus into that community. Mission Aviation Fellowship has a significant influence into that area of, of North Australia as we work with the, the local people there. And so pray for Lisa as she does that. And, and um, Mission Aviation Fellowship are not taking Lisa away. Actually, you as a church are sending her. You are a great missionary, have a great missionary heart, are a great sending church. And uh, we uh, from MAF get in behind you to send Lisa to the field to fly small aircraft uh, in the name of Jesus. That's what we're doing. It's not, it's not, flying isn't the end in itself. It's a means to an end. It's a means to take the gospel of Jesus Christ into remote parts of the world, remote communities, to see lives transformed, to see communities touched. That's what we do this for. It's what we believe God has given us the mandate to do. So it is a privilege to be with you today. Please pray for Lisa as she goes. Bless you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, yeah. Thank yeah. you Lord. Father, we want Thank to lay God. hands on Lisa today. Yeah. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, yes. your word says that we are to be shod with the preparation of the gospel. Father, today as a church, we commission her yes. and we send her, Lord, and release her to accomplish the work that God has ordained for her to do at this point in her life. Father, we open an effectual door of ministry in the realm of the Spirit today and we bless her in that work in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we ask for your fire to come upon the altar of her life as she lays her body down as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable in your sight, in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Father, we just bless Lisa right now. Let your mighty power and presence come around. A great favor be upon her. Lord, let her have influence in the hearts and lives of people. Yes, Jesus. And bring your life, your presence to many who need Christ. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Love you, dear. Praise the Lord. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Amen. Now, 
Lisa uh, is a faith venture, so she has to arrange her own support, and uh, she's been uh, doing that. There may be some of you who know her or feel in your heart, even just today, God spoke to just give some support, just even a small amount regularly can help secure her uh, support as she's away there. And I encourage you to think about that because uh, it's someone from our house going out that will have huge influence. It's fantastic. Well, isn't God a great God? Amen. You feel the presence of God here. I see we're nearly half past 11, so I've got a great message, but I'm not going to preach it. I just think it's half past 11 and what God's wanted to do. You know, the scripture comes to mind is this. Paul commended some people, and he said this about them. I can't just remember where it is, but he said this. He said, these are men who have hazarded their lives for the gospel's sake. Put their lives in harm's way for the gospel's sake. And so he commended them. People who had a vision of a great God with a heart for nations, a heart for peoples, a, a great God. A God who was so great, he sent his son to die on the cross. And these men rose up and purposed in their heart that whatever it cost them, whatever it took, that they would pay the price to go into difficult places and put their lives in harm's way in order that the gospel of Jesus Christ could be advanced. And that is the DNA of the Christian church. That is the legacy of former generations. Men and women who put their lives in harm's way, who loved the Lord and gave themselves to advance the gospel. That is our legacy. That's what we've come from. That is the roots of the Christian church. And every generation, God speaks and calls other men and women to raise up in their heart and be willing to put their lives in difficult situations, in situations where we may be hurt by people, words, or actions, and say, I'm living for the cause of Jesus Christ. I want to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have a great history in our church of men and women going out to nations, facing challenges and difficulties, of going to hard places, living in difficult places, in order that the gospel could go forward. So today I'm just delighted. You know, last two years ago, uh, I was set in apostolic role. Last year we set in prophets. This year we begin to have people flowing out of the house to go to nations. We sent Doug and Kalinda at the beginning of the year. And uh, I want us, before we finish today, to pray for them. We need to pray for them for visas. There's some glitches around visa of staying there. We need to pray for them also. A door of opportunity has opened up. A tremendous door of opportunity has opened up to Kalinda to reach into young girls who've been sold into slavery, terribly abused. Some of them have been infected with fatal diseases. And she has a doorway to help them and to minister to them. And I want us to really pray that God will help them and give them wisdom and will use them very, very powerfully. They've been willing to give up everything precious and everything, all the comforts, all the securities, and hazard their lives for the gospel's sake. So I want us to pray for them. And Dave and Kate, that their plans will just be, have the hand of God on them. Of all the places I'd not want to go to, I think it would be Pakistan. You know, however, I've had to change my view on that and realize, of course, that's just the news media. There are real risks. And yet, God's spoken to their hearts and they're willing to take their family and go to such a difficult place and to bring the gospel and to help with the work of God. You know, this is part of our, this is our DNA. This is part of who we are. This is what we're about, about the gospel going forth. And many of us will never do that. Many of us will be here. This is our place. 
Hastings and Napier, and this is our area. And whether we go overseas or stay here, everyone is a missionary. Everyone's an ambassador. There's a generation of young children need to know the gospel. There's a generation of teenagers need to hear the word of God and know the gospel. You only have to see what's happening in the teenage world these days and terrible pressures that they're facing and, and the traumas many go through to realize we need the gospel to touch them. There's a whole generation that needs the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God calls us to be men and women who put our life in harm's way, face risks and challenges that we could share the gospel with others. That's what we're called to do. Why don't we just stand right now and just hold hands across the church. It's a great new day that we're entering into. Great new season we're entering into as a church. Season of the gospel going to our community. The gospel going into Hastings, into Napier, into homes, into lives, into workplaces, into businesses, into schools. This is what we're called to do. It's going into nations. Going into nations. Our seed shall inherit nations. Father, today, come on, let's lift our voice in prayer for those who've gone out. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we raise our voice in prayer for Andy and Janine, for Doug and Kalinda, for Lisa as she goes out, for Bex as she goes out, for David and Kate as they prepare to go out. Father, we raise our voice in prayer. Father, for your blessing and power to be upon them, for your anointing to rest upon them. Father, let that spirit of Christ, that anointing to go reach the gospel, preach the gospel, to heal the brokenhearted, to deliver the captives, uh, to set people free, to open the eyes of the blind. Let that anointing be upon them. Let boldness be upon them. My God, open the ways for finances to flow. My God, open the ways for opportunities to come. We thank you for the door that's opened in China. My God, bless them. Give them that visa. We could declare that visa shall come into their hands. We decree nothing shall oppose the work of God through Doug and Kalinda. We decree an open door into the lives of these young girls who have been abused. We decree healing and deliverance and restoration. We decree a generation being trained under their ministry to rise up and to pastor churches throughout China to follow up the work of Reinhard Bonke, to raise up leaders to raise up a great generation. Father, we decree great favor upon Dave and Kate and their children as they go up into Pakistan. Divine connections, the making of history as they influence a nation from the president down to the ordinary people. My God, what a privilege you've given us. My God, what an opportunity to make haste history, to have an influence upon millions upon millions of people. My God, we honor you. We thank you. You're a faithful God. You continue to speak to us. You continue to move in us. And we declare our commitment to the gospel of Jesus Christ in our city, in our city, in our city, in our region. We decree our commitment to advance the gospel, to be bold in proclaiming the gospel, to take the risks, to pay the price, to share the good news of Jesus Christ. My God, let a fresh power be upon the people of God. Let a fresh anointing be in the house of God. Father, let your mighty spirit rest upon this church. 
Raise up missionaries. Raise up leaders. Raise up mighty men. Raise up mighty women. Raise up sons and daughters. Raise up a generation. He'll move in the supernatural power of God and give influence to our community, influence into nations. My God, we thank you. We thank you. It's happening. We honor you today, Lord. And we say what a privilege to be a part of this mighty work of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.